what's up? Welcome to the AV Club Podcast. My guest today is Mr. Mario Morales. Mario is the owner of his own company called Made For More Consulting. It's a leadership consulting firm where they go to different businesses and teach them the proper leadership skills in order to thrive and succeed in the industry that they're in. And he was the pastor of a church for many years and still helps out with the church. And he just went from full-time at the church to part-time in his business to full-time in his business, part-time in the church, which is a really huge deal for any entrepreneur or any business-minded person. That's kind of the goal when you start a business, right, is to do that full-time. And he's at the point now to where he's able to do that, which is super awesome. I'm proud of him and stoked for him. Um, We talked about his past work history, and there's a lot of interesting stuff in there that I can't wait for you to hear. And Mario's just an all-around awesome dude. It was one of those conversations where I left and I was just like, wow, that was that was really cool. So I hope you guys enjoy Mario and take something away from it. And, uh, very informal. We're just uh, we're rolling. Yeah. We're rolling. Mario, thank you for joining me today, my man. Yes, Appreciate sir. you, man. It's even, good to be here. Even early. Yeah, man. Yeah, early, early is on time. On time is late. That's so right. Let's go by. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So this is called the Roadcaster Pro. It's awesome, dude. I've, I did a ton of research. And um, this is like your all-in-one podcast studio right here. Yeah. Like, besides the the camera stuff, this is all you need to record a podcast. That's cool, dude. Yeah. And then, like, you can control the levels. Like, there's even, like, sounds you can add. Like, I got my intro right here. Oh, that's cool, bro. It's pretty wild, man. Dude, like, that's insane. Yeah, so you don't have to video edit later or audio edit. It, dude, it's just all right there. Yep. And this these mics are, this is like all Rode, the brand Rode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it all syncs up with each other. And so you can customize like the, the sound of your voice and like the sound of the guest yeah. voice. Like, So it, where is it? Where is it? Uh, where's the output to? Like, where is it going into and recording? There's a little micro SD card right there. I don't know if you could see it. Dude, that is legit. Oh, I see it. I see it. That's yeah. pretty legit. It's, that's awesome. Man. I would, if upgrade. Whenever you guys get an upgrade, yeah, I would recommend this thing highly because that's awesome, man. I'll never have to get a new system again. No, no way, dude. Like, ever. And that was the whole point. I was like, I yeah. don't want to upgrade to something I'm gonna have to upgrade again. But that's um, cool. And so I bet you it's worth worth the money. Yeah, it's about six hundred dollars. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. No. That's what I said. So, man, that's so cool, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm excited, and it sounds this is the best it sounded because these things are kind of helping block the echo. Yeah. So, yeah, We're rolling, man. Cool. Man, I'm so excited for this. I've been same. I've been like really thinking about leadership and yeah. and just maybe how it's affected me in my past and how I truly value it so mm-hmm. much. And I hardly ever think about that, but having you on made me yeah. think about it a lot. And so, um, man, I've I've been around some great leaders in my life mm-hmm. and uh, some horrible leaders. Yeah, horrible yeah. leaders, man. And yeah, it's. It's almost the kind of thing where you don't, at least for me, I didn't realize I was in a good position. Actually, I did realize when I had great leaders. Mm-hmm. But the bad leaders, I didn't realize till later on in the process. Yep. You know? And so it wasn't like a thing you I spotted right off the bat. But the mm-hmm. good leaders was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. I, I used to work at, um, I went to Texas Tech and I graduated from Texas Tech. And Lubbock. Yeah. yeah I was about, I, I, was, I was raised about, what, an hour and a half away from there, Midland. I, so. I, my whole family's from, I was born in Midland. Okay. I was, uh, my mom and my dad are from Stanton, Texas. Really? Yeah. Dude, I was, I went to school in Greenwood. Oh, wow. So, like, I was born in Van Horn. Okay. West, way out west. And then we moved when I was two to Midland, Texas. 
but we moved out in Greenwood. In Greenwood and Stanton, we always were like rivals yep. for a little bit. So. That's crazy, man. I didn't, small world, man. That is a very small we world. We didn't know this before we started this. Oh, so. yeah. That's, that's awesome, though. Yeah. I don't know many people that know the town Stanton. Stanton so Texas. I just say Midland. I yeah. just say West Texas or I say yeah. Midland. Yeah, so. that's cool, bro. But yeah, man, I, I went to Texas Tech and mm-hmm. I worked at the rec center. And mm-hmm. so what I did there was I was a, uh, a manager for the club sports teams. So those are all the sports that aren't like NCAA yeah. affiliated. But um, any person that attends the school can like essentially try to start that club, right? Yeah. So we had like, for example, we had like rugby. Yeah. We had um, Quidditch. What is that? That's from the movie. That that's from the movie Harry Potter. Oh my gosh! Where they Seriously? ride the brooms? Yeah. So they had like a PVC wow. pipe. They had to keep it between their legs the whole time, <laughs> and they would throw I had volleyballs. No idea. Yeah, it was crazy. They had wow. like rings like that that they had to throw like volleyballs and yeah. like different size balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was wild. That's interesting. Very interesting. And anyways, the boss I had there, she was the best leader I've ever had. And it was, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. She yeah. was she was so confident, and mm-hmm. I think. I think if I had to boil it down, it was the fact that she was so confident in her the people she chose to work for her mm-hmm. that she gave you the autonomy. Yeah. With like without really letting you know. But like she's like, Okay, well she would kind of lead us to the answer yeah. that we were looking for every time and we'd figure it out on our own. That's and, good. And it's like that's yeah. that's exactly what I want in a leader. Yeah. You know? Um but Mario, let's let's go ahead and introduce you. Like, tell the people what you do. First of all, I know that you do some pastoral work, yeah, and you also yeah. do uh, leadership work. But yes. uh, let's let's take a deeper dive, man. What is what specifically do you do? So, uh, for the last thirteen years, I've been uh, a pastor at Rock Point Church in Leander and uh, Liberty Hill. We have two campuses. Um, and I say for the last thirteen years because last week was my first full time week on my own, so yeah. I went part time there. Um, and so my, my secondary job, which is made for more consulting, that's my own business. Uh, basically what I do for made for more consulting is personal development and leadership development. So I come in for a company and do high level management, uh, training Mm -hmm. with leadership and personal development or the owners of a business or, uh, just high level management, because I know if you start at the top leading and Mm -hmm. you, you develop those leaders, it'll trickle down if it's the right leaders. But anyways, uh, so my secondary job, which is made for more consulting, became my primary last week. So now I'm wow. full-time, my own business, and in pastoral work, um, I'm a campus pastor. Uh, I did student ministry for nine or ten years. Now I'm a campus pastor out in Liberty Hill, and uh, I've done that for three or four years. And so now, uh, but really my full-time job is made for more consulting, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. It's made, been pretty cool. Made for more. What, what made you think of that name? Um, how did you, how'd you come to that? Dude, uh, it was a couple of different conversations with some friends that, um, we talked about of the word potential. Like, Hey, they, they would always say, Hey, you always see the potential in people. And I was like, you know, I, I guess, I mean, I'm just trying to lead people to, to do things on their own and to see that they're made. For, I, this is what it was to see that they're made for more. So over a couple of conversations, I kept saying, Hey, you were made for more. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then Someone was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to tell people that they were made for more than, and I was like, you know what? There it is, like made for more. And um, my buddy Tyler Hobbs, man, I got to give him a shout out because the logo, yeah. uh, it, I just wanted something that said made for more. And so I did some cheese ball graphic on uh, Canva. Yep. And then so he took it and he goes, bro, let me just see this. And so he he made the two M's. My, my, my initials are Mario Morales. 
Well, then he put the M and M made from, and then he put the four Roman numeral. Yeah. And so the, the Roman numeral four is in the two M's and he put made from more. That's so awesome, man. It's, it's a pretty cool, bro. Pretty slick design, yeah, man. He did a great job. So, um, I don't give him enough credit, but he's, <laughs> he, he's cool, man. So, um, but really dude, that's what I do is my, my job, which I love is just telling, showing people that they're made for more yeah. through personal development. Yeah. That's amazing. I like that. Um, I like that sometimes those situations and those, Sometimes those answers kind of just fall in your lap. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny how that works. Yeah. Cause you, you want your business to be catchy and you want it to be awesome. And I think that if you, if you, um, push the agenda too much, sometimes it's like, if you're I, like, also I'm an artist, so I draw a lot. I did a lot of uh, artwork and a lot of sports figures have my artwork in their house. And so oh, wow. I would draw and my mom, when I was a kid, she would laugh because I get so frustrated and crumble it up and everybody like, dude, why did you do that? So again, starting a business or starting anything, sometimes you got to take a step away and go Mm -hmm. for the next 45 minutes or next day, next three days, I'm going to take a step back. I'll finish it when I can. So, yeah. That's amazing, man. What kind of art, what kind of art did you draw? Um, well, I think my, my, in high school, um, I was in my typical art one class and I told my art teacher, I was like, I don't want to do what everybody else does. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, what's the college uh, AP program? He goes, well, you pick a concentration and you just draw that, 50, 50 pictures. And so, uh, for example, I, the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in baseball was just picking up. And um, I just decided to use them. And I said, hey, baseball. So I just started drawing baseball figures. Um, and then, um, like, just sports sports athletes, like Deion Sanders, um, he was probably the guy that launched my art career I guess because he took one of my pictures and put it in his locker and then ESPN took it and then our our news station in Midland took it and then all of a sudden there was like hey there's this art kid who somehow got his picture with Dion and then after that it all blew up man like uh I, like Derek Jeter Sammy Sosa Mark McGuire David Robinson um all these just random I mean it just happened bro it just happened and uh <laughs> that's yeah. so cool man yeah it's pretty cool so that's really cool. And I just wish that I would do it more. Yeah. I just don't do it enough. Like my daughters are always like, Hey, why don't you draw more? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's one, of, it's a weird thing, right? Cause it's like, I, I, I find myself going through this a lot where you, you have a passion or like something you're good at mm-hmm. and uh, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to that. And yeah. then everything else in the world just stacks up and you, exactly. you find it on the back burner, even though it's probably not where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. What you're passionate about sometimes takes that back seat and you go, why am I feeling frustrated, empty? And sometimes just, I mean, not depressed, like as in, you know, horrible, but you're going, I just feel down. Yeah. It's probably because we're not doing the things that we love. Yeah. So, no, I agree to that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's, yeah. that's random. Yeah, it is random, dude. And then we got invited to a uh, Comic-Con. Okay. Back in the day, Comic-Con was not like popular. Oh yeah. And so I did some ink work for a couple of art books or art, um, I mean, call it, uh, comic books, like they would do storylines and I would just do ink work. And so they said, Hey, we're going to set you up a table at the comic con in Dallas and people are just going to come buy your comic and you sign it. And so, uh, I met like the incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. So, uh, that's just like a, that's probably the thing that when I was a kid, when someone said, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up an artist? And what's funny is I, I probably have time to do it. Uh, it's like you said, I just. I just, I need to, I need to stop mm-hmm. and slow down. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. And it's, oh man, 
I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. I have I have yeah. stuff that I like. I, I'm in love with comedy. I, yeah. li- I like yeah, comedy. Yeah. That's cool. It's a it's a goal of mine to do like some stand up. That's um, awesome. And even some sketch comedy with videos and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I always find myself like maybe it's a little bit of for me probably different from you, but it's a little bit of fear for me. Okay. A little bit of fear and yeah. um. And also, it's like a habit. It's a habit yeah. that I need yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. work on, build it up. <laughs> yeah. Before I can get into it and cool. start making it. So do you have like people that you look up to or mentors or people that you say, hey, that's that's someone that I would like to not maybe maybe meet or someone who's shaped that in you? Um, My dad. Yeah. yeah. Really? My dad cool. is he's not like a stand up comedian or anything by by any means, but he's one of the he's the funniest guy. I know. he <laughs> he's and he, his is like practical jokes. He'll mess with you. <laughs> like, for example, I met him in San Antonio this weekend, mm-hmm. um, him and my brother and then a couple of buddies and my, my uncles, we all met in San Antonio. We played golf. And then, um, that night we were watching the UFC fights Yeah, and my dad went into our room and he, he called my brother over there and he's like, Hey, come here. And so they went in there, they said some words and then my brother <laughs> came out had this big smile on his face. My dad stayed in the room and I was like, Oh my gosh, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. And then, um, our buddy Randy, he was in the kitchen cooking and my brother was like, Hey dude, did you, did you get to see the the whirlpool tub in the master suite? Oh dear. And, um, he was like, no, I didn't <laughs> get to see it. And so they walked back there my brother, my brother somehow got behind him mm-hmm. and my dad came out of the closet with uh, a gorilla suit on. Oh my God. A full man. gorilla suit scared. Wow. the crowd. It was so funny. Those man. are awesome jokes though, it's, man. It's That's, those are things that you want to see on TV or on social yeah. media and you go, yeah, those are those are classic. Bro. Yeah, it was so funny, and the, the reaction of Randy made it. He went yeah. ah, like he, he had like a. Sc- it was the whole, it was so funny, That's man. Good. That's awesome, bro. But he's he's that role model for me in that, and not because like he writes, you know, technical jokes or anything like yeah. that. But he's just fun and goofy all the time. He's himself, and he's hilarious. That's and so cool. I try to be like that, and um, I'm gonna I want to try to like do it. I'm a pretty like nice guy you could say mm-hmm. i'm not like super vulgar or super yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and so i'm trying to like in my head find this fine line between like being like a super like you know a lot of people are dirty comics like, yeah 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 I, got you. I, I have no issue with cussing i have no issue with people cussing you know yeah. but like i'm trying to find that fine line to where i don't have to do that or yeah. do it as much so it's like yeah. a little bit of like an extra obstacle in my mind but that's uh that's yeah that's kind of the that's good though man because i think for us on our podcast that was one of the things that one, I have two daughters that at some point they're going to listen to what I've, what I've always put out. Right. Yeah. But two, I'd want, um, whether it was a, a huge corporation or a company to listen to what I have mm-hmm. or someone who's, again, I don't really care about if someone cusses or not, but if they have a pretty, um, intense, uh, new, new company and they, they're, they're pretty rough around the edges, maybe it'll comply, apply to them too. So if I can find that middle ground, right. um, I think we're golden. And again, yeah. I don't have to go either way. I'm not going to be super, you know, hold the line. I'm not going to cuss or be vulgar. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be me so that they can go, hey, that's who he is. And so, yeah, that's, that's good, dude. Exactly how I feel, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Um, so what got you into the the leadership aspect? I, I think the reason that whenever I was eating lunch or dinner, whatever it was with Daniel, the reason we brought you up is because I mentioned Jocko Willink. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I was like, do you know who that is to Daniel? And he was yeah. like, no, but I know a guy that is into him. Yeah, man. That's, uh, I would say that, um, 
Jocko willing. When I met him, it, I told him, you know, hey, you you changed my life, and he just said, I didn't change your life. I life. I gave you the tools to change what you were trying to achieve. And he he's right, man. I think what's funny is um, if if and when I have that conversation with Jocko, I want to make sure that he sees that. Um, when I started listening to him, I was I began the path of made for more. And the things that he says in his leadership about taking ownership and then things start to build on that and extreme ownership and discipline equals freedom, all those things that he uh, somewhat says in his in his podcast and the way in his books, once I started applying those things, man, what was crazy was uh, things started to fall in line because I focused. it. So for me, leadership is obviously influence, not manipulation. It's not about what I can get you to do for me. It's about what we can do as a team. Um, but then also is to go, you know, if I'm going to go accomplish something, it's no one else's, it's on me. Like I can't blame anyone else for my faults. It's on me. If something didn't go right, I got to look for the ownership in it and say, Hey, that's on me. So the, just the reason I got into it was cause I was a campus or I started that campus for, for rock point And, um, I was struggling going, I was a student ministry. I was the main guy. I had, now I had all this time on my hand and I wasn't up front. But I knew that my purpose was to go, hey, you got to grow. So quit complaining about all this time you have and do something with that time now. Yeah. So I started, I mean, again, I was in a, I was in a, a weird spot where I felt like my passion had been put in the back burner and uh, maybe my purpose wasn't being played out because of me, mm-hmm. not my situation. And so my brother just sent a video of Jocko Willink, bro, and I, I, I watched it. And it literally, I mean, I sat on a recliner one night, and when he sent it to me, I watched it over and over and over and over again. It was his TED Talk about extreme ownership. And uh, I'd never heard of the dude. I thought he was a, I thought he was a jerk because his picture, yeah. you know, he just looks like a punk. Yeah. But when you listen to him, you realize, what he, one, what he's gone through, but two, what he has to offer, and three, that he's not, he looks intimidating, but he is not, uh, he's not a yeller. He's not going to, he's not going to get in your face. He's going to draw that out of you, right? Yeah. And so for me, the reason I picked this whole path of leadership is to go one, I've led teams before and I forgot about that. I forgot that it was about other people. Um, I got so focused on the fact that I wasn't where I wanted to be and I was discontent, which is okay to be discontent content, but it's not okay to be um, toxic to yourself. And that's where I was. I was just blaming everybody. And I realized, you know what? It's on me, man. And so once I changed that and remembered that I had led teams before for, different organizations like, um, you know, two humongous shoe companies. Uh, and um, I led multiple teams, multiple, in, in, in multiple, uh, it, you know, cities. And then I came to the church and I forgot that, hey, some of the stuff I did before, I did at the church and now I'm, I have the opportunity to do it for a living, which is just investing in people. Yeah. And so, man, really, yeah, I, I think that for me, there's the, there's John Maxwell, right? There's my mentor through college was Louis Giglio. Um, okay. He leads Passion City Church, right? Yeah. But, but when I got to Jocko, I was like, I have I have no military background. I have some great friends that served. I have a former Navy SEAL for best friend that he was he was supposed to be my best man, but he was serving in Iraq. Um, oh, wow. I did his wedding. Uh, he's a retired Navy SEAL, and so I, I sometimes I wish I would have served, mm-hmm. but then I go, hey, that's just not that wasn't in the cards at the time. Yeah. So. When I when I started listening to Jocko and leadership, I'm going, this is completely not my style. Mm-hmm. But man, it's it's that's what sh- that's that's what shaped where I'm at right now. It's yeah. totally discipline equals freedom and extreme ownership. Yeah, so extreme ownership is. How, uh, how did you hear about it? 
Um, Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's like a huge influence to yeah. me. Um, as you can see by the setup, I guess mm-hmm. it's kind of similar in a little bit. But the reason the reason he's an influence to me is because he he does what he wants to and makes yep. his is a living from it. Yeah. You know, which is essentially all I'm asking for, yeah. all I'm striving for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like his format. I like how there's no specific topics. I like yeah. how. He has a guy like Jocko on, and then he has like a scientist on, and then he yeah. has a random one of his random comedy buddies. But um, I heard about Jocko through that podcast, and um, it's you're right. Like Jocko is once you get past like that initial like who is this guy? Yeah, you you hear what he has to say, and <laughs> yep. it's it. You can just tell that he's a leader from his words, yes. right? Not not even his actions, yep. and I'm sure his actions are way stronger than his words. Yeah, but um, I got. His uh, book, his audio uh, yeah. book on audio. Did you hear it on audio book? I, 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 yeah, because there's several that I bought on audio. But yeah. I, what I tend to do is to buy a book and buy the audio and read it at the same time so I can mark in my book what I'm going to note. Okay, that's smart. Uh, but I, when I listen to the audio book, it's much more intense than you reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially <laughs> since it's him and he's like, yeah. you sound like you're like there. You're like, Whoa. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I heard that book and um, it was it was amazing. It was, yeah crazy book and the the extreme ownership part is it's a real it's a gut-wrenching yeah um philosophy that he has i guess you could say and and he i don't even know man it's It's, it's a look in the mirror like it's exactly you, you think that he's gonna give you these steps to becoming successful but really in the end he goes you need to look in the mirror the reason you're not succeeding is go look in the mirror the reason that you have problems, go look in the mirror. And really when you go, well, it's my boss's fault. Well, you can choose to work there or not. What's so-and-so's fault? It's yours. Let's go. Just take ownership and let's move. Yeah. And yeah, man. It's it's challenging, dude. But it's life-changing. It's that whole discipline equals freedom. I can be disciplined in my leadership and the way I treat people. The freedom's going to come in the way that I live my life. Right. The freedom of, of being able to treat people the way that they need to be treated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what it is. And he... It's just insane when you hear that from the perspective of a, a guy who's has been where he's been and, oh. and done the things he's done and yeah. led the men he's led. You know, like yep. you think about um, the guys he led, mm-hmm. how they're like the toughest of the tough, the baddest yeah. of the bad. Yep. And then you're like, how do you find a person to lead those guys? And then you look at Jocko and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. There right. he is. <laughs> yeah. And he's somebody that can rein in the Chris Kyles, the Leif Babbins. I mean, when you watch American Sniper, you really – and what's interesting is connecting the dots to go. Jocko was the guy that led Chris Kyle. Mm. The, you know, I mean, the Texas. The, yeah, we, he has a day named after him because of he's he's the most lethal sniper in American history. And uh, but the people around him were such high level. At, well, I wouldn't say athletes. Some of them say they're not athletes, but they. I think they are. But they were. I mean, they were in such intense pressure situa- situations that they needed someone to lead them and see everything that they couldn't see. Yeah. I mean, and that was Jocko, but he also said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let you guys do it. Like you said earlier, autonomy. Um, that's one of the biggest things. And I, I wrote that down because earlier you were talking about leadership and I think decentralizing your leadership is the key to allowing others to, to succeed. And that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. He let other people speak into the success. Yeah, man. Amazing guy. Yeah. His, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard his, um, uh, the YouTube compilation of him. It's called good. Yeah, that's Good. that's my next tattoo. Yeah, really. So uh, I it, got his T-shirt, and I'm, that's going to be my next tattoo on the back of my arm. You're going to get it in his uh, font. In his font. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, my wife was wondering um, 
you know, she's like, hey, what's your next tattoo? And I was like, yeah, I think it's going to be good because in every good, I mean, every bad situation, man, we we can find the good. And it's not yeah. easy at times. Like we just talked about loss on our podcast, like the loss of a friend. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I get it, you got to give yourself some time. But if you're, if you never look for the good, then you're going to be stuck in that situation. And he says that, you know, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you've heard it. And I mean, you, you didn't get the job good. It's, it's, it's time to get better, more time yeah. to get better. So it's, yeah, man, it, that is eye opening too, man. Cause it's so easy to just let your head down and just blame others or blame yeah. the situation. Yep. It's, I like how you said that earlier. You said it wasn't the situation. It was me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it's so easy for us in the culture we're in to do what everybody else does, which is, hey, no, everyone's hiring, or hey, I want a free check, or whatever, however you feel, man. I don't, I don't, I, and again, I'm not political, but I go, hey, you know what? If if you want to go do something now, and the culture is what it is, you go do it. Who cares what everyone, anyone says? Yeah. If you don't have the money, then man, let's let's put the work in and let's get to where you need to get to. And I want to help you get there, but you got to take ownership. I can't do it for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good, man. Jocko, man, good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to get that yeah. tattooed across my back. <laughs> nice, yeah. Um. So besides Jocko, who are some uh, other role models to you? Man, the, the biggest one um, was definitely Lou Giglio through college. Uh, I'd never been to church. Um, and, you know, I, n- I mean, I'd never been to church until I was 18. And I got into church when I was 18, and um, my life changed uh, through some some tragic circumstances, lost my best friend. And, and so I just went to church to see if I could find some answers, um, found some answers, and then uh, I, uh, I just needed someone to listen to. And so I found out that he was going to be somewhere at a conference. I went with some of my friends, and um, ever since then, dude, like he's been – Probably the the most spoken into my life mentor that I've ever had is Louis Giglio. Um, so him, leadership wise, I mean, I think of John Maxwell. I don't, you know, he's kind of old school, but he has so many small statements that can stick. Um, Andy Stanley, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, obviously Jocko. I think uh, I'm trying to think who else, man. Um, those 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 guys right there probably played the most important roles in, in my life, and then in in my like, I guess people that I know. Um, there's a guy named Jay Mayo that I, that I had on my podcast, um, Shane O'Brien, the guy that I work for there too, you know, Jay's a counselor, a grief counselor. Shane is, he was the guy that I met when I was turned 18 and went to church for the first time. He's now my boss. But, wow. uh, but cool. yeah, man, it's just, I think those are the people that I look up to because they've always helped me get better. Um, and, uh, they've always had resources for me and, um, and they've always been the ones that had the difficult conversations when no one else would yeah they're not yes men right and they tell you hey you need to do something here that's that's super important yeah no doubt it's very important yeah i was um i was thinking at work today and i was like actually i was thinking this on my run this morning Mm -hmm. i was like you're the pastor of a church or you were and now you're in a different pastoral role yeah and you are the the owner of a leadership company yeah so does that have any added pressure to you and um having to um essentially practice what you preach do you ever feel a little bit more anxious and <laughs> yeah yeah kind of because for me the one thing that that um that I've always believed as a pastor is so anytime I meet a group of guys or a group of people that want to get it I guess like in, in that inner circle <clears throat> the first thing I always tell them is hey 
I'm just going to let you know I'm a regular dude first. So if I say something that offends you, I'm sorry. And then I'm a pastor, but I also believe that we're all called to be pastors. Like yeah. You have your own people that you need to shepherd and, and pastor. We may not work for a church, but um, for me, I'm going, the pressure comes when, um, when maybe there's a different style of leadership and you're having to comply and you're going, well, I wouldn't do it that way, but I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. And then if it, if something happens to where you're given some autonomy to lead your way, then you do that. Um, but I think for me, practicing what I preach is being able to be authentic and real and just tell people up front, Hey, this is what you're going to get. And, um, I want you to know, I'm going to, I'll listen to you. I want you to be, play that role. And I think the part that, that I'm learning right now that is difficult for me is, um, not jumping to conclusions when someone doesn't know what extreme ownership is. And I have to, I'm learning that right now, man, as a, as a business owner and, and working with a couple of uh, organizations that when someone doesn't take ownership and they blame someone else, I forget that they haven't walked through what I've gone through. So right. I, I'm quick to go, Oh, I can feel my blood pressure rising to go quit blaming people, man. Right. Quit. <clears throat> and, um, so that's probably the biggest <clears throat> pressure point for me is going, remember that they haven't walked through what I've walked through and slow down and just share information with them and, right. and go, Hey, this <clears throat> is why I'm where I'm at and help them to see the bigger picture. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, it's a little bit out of pressure. I think that, um, it's, uh, I just never want anyone to ever feel intimidated by what we, the way we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be, but in the end it's to go, Hey, you're made for more. The reason that I'm calling you to take ownership in your life is because you're made for more and you, yeah. you have what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could imagine the <laughs> little bit of added pressure there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and in, in student ministry, I mean, you're dealing with students that are, when I did that for 10 years, you do, or nine years, you, you, work with students who are trying to apply things and build things into their life. Right. And then when I'm working with adults now, I'm, I'm, and I work with a lot of addicts and former like inmates. And so it's a recovery church. And so, um, it's teaching them new tools that they probably have heard, but never used. Right. And you can't say, Hey, I told you so. And you can't, so you're just trying to go, Hey, this is what I would do if I were you see if it works. And, um, it's really, it's really tempting to just go, I'm just going to write this person off because they're not going to use this. They're not listening to me, right. but you never know what's going to stick. So you've got to stay with it and remember the bigger picture to go time. Time is probably your most valuable thing that you give, not money because they want to spend time with you. That's the other part is um, like yesterday, dude, I'll just be totally honest with you. I, yesterday was Sunday and uh, I went in I rolled into church and, and honestly we, we lost a friend last Sunday. So prepping, being with the family that have, I mean, we were all really close. So we lost a friend. Um, it was my first week being self-employed. Um, my daughter, my, my wife went out of town. I was taking my daughter to shop and stuff. She's going into middle school. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So when the pressure comes, when I'm going, I don't want to be around people. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm an, I think I'm an extrovert, but I'm an introvert too, which is weird. Cause yeah. I want my time. <laughs> I want to play some video games. I want to just chill. But like yesterday I had to go to work. But it was, it started off rough. We had a few fires we needed to put out. But when you're in the midst of all these adults that see you as a campus pastor, and I'm just being totally real, I mean, I think people understand this is that I don't want to be around people all the time. Like, I'm yeah. just going, hey, today's just an off day for mm-hmm. me. I'm sorry, but I'll listen. I'll hear you out, but I don't want to counsel. I just, I just want to chill, like yeah. with my daughter and my family and grieve for the loss of someone. But I also got to be very sensitive to the fact that 
someone else may be in that same position. Right. So, yeah, man. Yeah, fine line there, definitely. Yeah. And um, uh, after moving here, getting kind of close with the church that I'm going to now, Awaken, Yeah. I, I can see that. I can see how the pastors are always, somebody's always asking for something or, or <laughs> talking to them or, you know, yeah. wanting to wanting to just hear what they have to say and as a human as a, as a human I totally totally get it like yeah. it's as a as much as it isn't a job it's a tough job you know like, yeah I hear you yeah so. and it's and it's 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 being able to tell people that the same role that I have is the same role you can have in a group of people like <laughs> I won't reach the people that you reach but I understand you need to spend time with with us through counsel and wisdom and all this stuff teaching discernment or helping people just go, hey, be this for people. Like what I'm doing for you, you need to go in turn be that for other people because that's what I think we're called to do is be there for the people that are in our in our circle. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And um one of the things that Ryan, the pastor of our church, says he's mm-hmm. uh he says church happens more between Sundays than on Sundays. Yeah. I like that. He says that every Sunday. And if 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 church plants and new churches could remember that. Um, I think they'd be way more successful because, I mean, we were a church plant and they told our pastor, hey, you're not going to make it past 30 months. And, I mean, we're here about to be 20 years old, I think, 20 years old, I wow. think, or I think, I don't know, 15 years old. I can't even Something remember. Like I don't know that. why. But anyways, <laughs> what I'm saying is if they can remember that, yeah, it's not, it's Sunday, Sunday's just, people are going to go to church. And yeah. if they're not, then who, who you really are is between Sunday and Sunday. Yep. Yeah, I agree to that, man. That's good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities in I think your your new job, your business, and your previous job, or yeah, you know, the pastoral part time job, yeah, that um, I find that are very interesting and and really just if you want to be a good leader, you're almost in a sense you're being like a good Christian, a good yeah, follower, yeah, you know, that's right. And um, that that was something that stuck on my mind today while I was thinking at work. I I work at a YMCA. Okay. I, I do t-shirts. I make t-shirts in the back part time. Yeah. So that I can do this. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Any way you can make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. That's the plan, man. And, um, you have a lot of time to think back there. And so I was, I was thinking about that and I was like, man, I wonder like, like what are the, what are the connections that you feel? And do you like, you ever step back and look at it like that, that there's similarities there or you yeah. kind of, do you kind of switch your brains back and forth between the jobs? Cause yeah. I think, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. I think what people would need to remember that I, what you asked is that it's that it was that light bulb moment for me to go, okay, if I'm going to launch this business, this company, this consulting company of helping people, I work for a freaking church. I need to do it where I, where I, I need to put my money where my mouth is where I work right now. And so for two and a half years, three years, I just started to develop people. I'm like, Hey, just come meet me for lunch. And I'm like, for what? I just need some leaders. So but it was influence. It wasn't manipulation. It wasn't, Hey, what can I get out of you to lead? No, it was going, Hey, what are you passionate about? Hey, I'm passionate about kids. Well, Hey, I need a children's pastor. Let you want to do this together. Let's go. And so are finding men that were like, Hey, I want to invest in, in students. Well, let's just get together and meet. And so basically the question you asked, I'm, I'm thinking through that going, the one thing that comes to mind is going, whether you're selling tennis shoes, whether you're selling barbecue, whether you're helping people at a church, the, the underlining common denominator is people. You're going to have people all the time, right? Whether you're making T-shirts, whether you're working as a coach, the number one thing is people. So you're in the industry with people wherever you go. If you can remember that, if I can develop 
the people near Nick, I've only had two people. If I'm, if I'm a supervisor over one, or if I'm not even a supervisor, if I work with a couple of people and I just make them better by the way I treat them or the way that I talk or the things that I learn and just say, Hey, have you ever read books by this guy? No. Hey, what do you think about this? And get them to think I'm beginning to influence them. I'm not manipulating them. And I think just remembering that the the correlation of where I work my part-time and my full-time is it's all about people. Like I have to remember if I'm dealing with somebody that is a busser at a barbecue place, um, Hey, they're still a person. What if, I mean, they have the same dreams and aspirations as anyone else. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're just starting somewhere. Um, and you got to remember that, uh, I think for me, I, I want leaders to remember that you can crush people's dreams in, in, in just a matter of seconds by the words you say, mm-hmm. or you can change their entire day by going, Hey, you're really good at what you do. What, what's your long-term goal? And, um, so the correlation for me just starts with people. Like you're in the people business, no matter where you go right. So treat people the way you, you want to be treated because you're going to need them in the long run. So, and they're going to need you. So yeah, that correlation's people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And as a, just as a human being, I think, I think we're just inherently nice. I think yeah. I think people are always just usually nice unless yeah. something's happened to them to, you know, change that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just being nice to somebody can change the whole day. And I'm sure you've seen it a million times. And yeah. I've seen it a million times as well. Just, you know, even if you're having a bad day, just if you just choose those words carefully, just say if you get cut off in traffic or something and then you go into work, yeah, just try to brush that anger off. Because exactly. they did, you know, everybody's going through their own thing. And yeah. it's they didn't wake up going, I'm going to go specifically find Mario and cut him off in traffic there. You don't know what they're going through. Right. Exactly. So just to go, Hey, back up. Like you said, brush it off or just mm-hmm. go look at the bigger picture. Don't look at this small, like what we call it is, you know, um, you get target fixated. So you're looking through the scope trying to hit this target. Well, what happens when you take your eye and you back up away from the scope, you see everything around you and go, I can see the bigger picture. Yeah. Don't get, don't get target fixated. Don't zoom in on something so much that you forget that you're here to affect people's lives and you can. Yeah. Yeah, man. How long have you guys been doing your podcast for? Uh, since January 10th and we launched it on my birthday. I don't know why it just happened. (laughs) It was just Sunday. So we say, Hey, you know, we're going to record on Wednesdays and we'll launch it on Sundays. So we record Wednesdays and we release them on Sundays. Um, that's what we try to do. Uh, but we January 10th, man, um, of this year, we should have launched it years ago and probably a year and a half ago but fear fear was a part of why i didn't do it yeah it's fear of what other people are going to think fear of do i have what it takes right so yeah yeah man hindsight's always twenty twenty, right <laughs> it's um I've, i'm in the same boat like yeah. i not that i have like you know anything anything important to say i yeah. just feel like i had some stuff to say and the point of my podcast is not as much for me but yeah. for the guests that i bring on totally to get that story out that's there that's awesome man Man, I love it. It's so it it pumps me up. It excites me. I, I left work thirty minutes early to get here. To <laughs> still was late. And I had to put this thing on the wall. It's all good, bro. <laughs> um, but the people aspect of this podcast is why I'm I'm in it. You know, yeah, man. And um, just like what you said, it's people. I mean, that's that's what we're we're all here together. Yeah, I, and you never know who's gonna listen. That again, I'm gonna reach someone that you may not reach. You're gonna reach someone who may not. I may not reach, but through our conversation, somebody that neither one of us. M- knows somewhere may go hey that one line that they both agreed on or said or he said or he said they may write that down it may change something and then they go home and it changes their family i'm just saying the trickle effect the Mm -hmm. domino effect whatever the ripple effect can be great when you keep in mind that you're here for other people yeah Yeah. that's awesome 
Um, so going back to your podcast, you guys have different topics that you talk about weekly, right? Yeah. Yeah. We try to cover leadership books, leadership. Okay. So books. So like, um, the goal is to motivate, inspire, and encourage. And when you motivate, you try to help people find their why. Inspire is, hey, I'm going to tell you stories of people that have lived some crazy things, like real true life stories. We'll interview people. And then encourage is going, hey, I'm going to give you the resources you need to accomplish something in life. So in that, the encouragement aspect, uh, we try to pick apart books. So back in when I was in school and you had a freaking reading assignment, there was those, <laughs> those little yellow books called Cliff Notes. So you, if you didn't want to read the story, you go find that. So what we try to do is we, we try to get a book like we did Extreme Ownership, and we didn't go through every chapter. We just highlighted the main points so that people could listen and go, man, I need to go buy that book, but I need to apply this to my life. Right. And so really it's, it's, it's picking apart leadership, whether it's secular or Christianity or any kind of book. We just go, here's a leadership book. Check out these principles. Pretty much they're the same. How do you apply this to where you work, how you live, the people you're around? And then we just tell stories by interviewing people. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, when you said, you mentioned earlier that you got to meet Jocko. Where, where was that at? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, for my birthday. Um, so we're in 2021. Is it 2021, man? I'm, I'm, it's been a long day. 2021, <laughs> we were, so COVID shut us down 2020, right? Mm, yep. So before it shut down, it was January of last year, I guess, 2020. Um, was it last year? Mm-hmm. Did yep. we, were we shut down? We didn't shut down till like March. Okay. So that was last year. I'm kind of thinking through 2019 or 2020. It was 2020 because things were still open. We hadn't, I mean, we barely heard about the virus. And so he was downtown at the uh, Paramount theater Gosh, and, uh, missed it. <clears throat> missed it. I, I just, it was in December and they sell out, dude. They sell out. He said, Hey, I'm going to do five live events all over the U S and he picked Austin, and the the minute that they went on sale, I just called and I said, "Hey, I need two tickets, VIP. I, I don't care what it is." And when I found out the VIP price, I was like, "Hey, don't don't give me the VIP price. <laughs> just That's go awesome. ahead and just give me two tickets anywhere." And so um, I don't even know what we paid. Somebody, a Jay, that guy, had told she was one of my mentors. He went with me, and um, the thing that I loved about Jocko, man, so we met in January 2019. The thing I love about him that he still does to this day is he waits around and shakes every single person's hand that wants to stay. So um, it was probably about 1230 it was past midnight, and he was we were towards the end of the line. I mean, there was at least a 1,000 people there, and he shook everybody's hand, signed their book. I mean, he waited, shook everybody's hand, signed their book, shook their hand, took a picture. Um, and, you know, J.P. Donnell and Leif were there, some of his guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Dakota Meyer was there. And so wow. – um, it was just, it was cool uh, just to, again, he's a, to me, he's a larger than life figure when you talk about leadership, but when you get in front of him, he's, he's just a dude, man. That's so And cool. it's so cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's funny how we, um, we elevate these people so high. Yeah. And then you like, you get these weird feelings when you're around them and then you talk to them <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh man, what the heck? Yeah. You put them, we, we put them on a pedestal, right? Yeah. Which can be good or bad. Yeah. And so. If they fall, I mean, just remember, we're all human, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing that goes with being a pastor is it's tough. Um, the way I tell people is, like, dude, Superman bleeds. Yeah. We're not Superman, <laughs> which means we're going to bleed a lot and we're gonna we're just like you. It's just that this is just what I do. Yeah. That's awesome. I got to meet a um, comedian, Brian Callen. Okay. 
at uh, Cap City here in Austin. Yeah. We, me and my buddy Daniel, we waited after. Not Daniel V, but a different mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we waited after for like 30 minutes. And then he talked <laughs> to us for probably 15 minutes, man. Like, yeah. It That's was, cool, it dude. It was crazy. And like, yeah. he's, you know, he's pretty big he's comedian. Well known, yeah. Pretty well known. And he, um, Talk to us like we were friends. It That's was, cool. It was so cool. And then you you just realize like after that encounter with him, I was like, man, pe- these are just people. Yep, these are just people. Um, you got to remember that, man. Especially that if, if if you ever make, and I'm not saying you make it big. I don't even know what that is anymore. Right. But if you have a place where your influence is great, to go, I never want to forget that I was in a room recording a podcast, just wanting to put material out that was going to help people. Try to be that person all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I've also been thinking about recently. It's, it's sometimes, so I, I love podcasts. Yeah. I listen to them all the time. Mm. The number one is probably Joe Rogan just because yeah. I throw it in my ears and it like takes a whole day to finish one episode, you <laughs> know? Yeah. And it's a, it's a very interesting conversation. Except for recently, it's kind of been the same stuff, but um, I was starting to think about it. Like I, on podcast days, whenever I record. Yeah. I, I have to not listen to podcasts because I want my own thoughts in my okay. head. I don't want other people's thoughts in my head. That's good. And I've started to think about that. And I'm like, man, like I'm listening to this guy so much that I'm having less time for me to research and, and do my own thinking. And, yeah. and I'm like, what is, what's going on here? Like, I can't, I can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta be yourself. Right. Yeah. I found yeah. it interesting. Cause yeah. like they say, everything can hurt you. Like mm-hmm. every, everything you overdo, what's the saying? There's a saying, it's, um, if you overdo everything, I don't know, man, too much of, too much of anything is, is, can be a bad thing. That's exactly what it is. And so I was like, man, I listen to, I listen to this guy a lot, man. And I, yeah, I need to start formulating my own ideas and cause you, you listen to it all the time and you just start to think like in that kind of mindset and the people closest to you, hopefully they'll say, Hey, and I always get the reminder, Hey, don't be Jocko. Don't be this guy. And I'm like, I appreciate the reminder and I got to remember it. That's. I'm not trying to be anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. That's key. And authenticity is really what draws people to you. That's what, you know, people just want to relate to something. Exactly. And and that's why these podcasts that we listen to, Jocko, Joe Rogan, whoever it may be, they're, they're relatable in in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And they're also at the highest level of it. So that's desirable. There you go. Yeah. And so you just got to remember to take a step back and yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. Be yourself. That's super important. And, and Daniel, Daniel V. Yeah. We're uh, we're about to launch out the youth um the youth program. program, right? Yeah, the yeah. youth program and it's getting exciting and that's one <laughs> thing he's trying to um, really get us to to emphasize yeah. to be ourselves. Just be yourself. Yeah. I met with him, man, and I told him my first my, my first Sunday I had 28 students and it was a trip and I was like, <laughs> "Man, what in the world are we doing?" And we met in the gym. And then my last, so we had 28 students and it's not about like the numbers. Right. But when you see their lives change, we had 28 students my first Sunday and then we moved our program to Wednesday years later, nine years down the road. There's 250 students in this auditorium just Mm -hmm. jam packed. And I'm going, man, God knew what was going on. He God knew what was going to happen in the lives of these students. But when you start something to go, I, 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 I can't figure I, I mean, I can't focus on the stats. I can't focus on what other people are going to think. I just got to be myself mm-hmm. and bring, bring the best part of me, the best version of myself to the team, to leading. And, and yeah, just remembering to be yourself is key. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you guys, I heard your podcast and episode and I thought you guys did very good at that. It's really, it's very easy to tell when people are trying to fit some sort of yeah. personality or trying yeah. to be something they're not. And you yeah. guys did a very good job of, I don't even know you guys. You yeah. just sounded authentic. Yeah. And, yeah. um, it was cool because even though you guys have a topic and you know what you're going to talk about, you guys are still joking around. And yes, who do you who do you do your podcast um, with? So I do my podcast with Adina Ramsey. She is uh, just a family friend, man. She was she's somebody that when I moved here, the first day of my of my job that I had 13 years ago was the same day that she started too, and um, we just we just meshed. Her her husband's a coach. Has been a coach for I mean he's been a Spanish teacher for I don't I don't even know how long, man. He's been in education business for like 25 years but um anyways we just became friends and she is someone who is leadership driven as well um and she leads tons of women and um and really we just we hit it off working together to where I could tell her like I mean I'll never forget she said something to a volunteer and I just said hey man your delivery sucks like <laughs> you just made somebody feel bad and she didn't get it because she's just going she's just saying hey we gotta get things done and I said, hey, you know, your delivery sucks. You might want to learn the way to talk to people. <laughs> and I said it that way because I knew the relationship I had with her. And so um, it, her name's Adina. We've been working together for 13 years. Um, and, dude, it's just – and I think what's funny is she tends to try to rein things in sometimes because, I, I like, like you said, I'd love just to – we'll talk about something and I just go off on a tangent. Yeah. She's like, okay, we got it. Let's, let's, she starts snapping her fingers. Hey, let's get this going. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, whatever. But um, yeah, Dina, yeah, she's cool. And then we have Etiana Guzman, who's our uh, like all our marketing stuff, our social media, our hats. Um, she she makes T-shirts, she makes uh, stickers, she makes logos, web and app. And then um, my wife Jamie, and then Tyler, he's just a buddy of mine. That just he's just there, and they they kind of give us uh, criticism, positive yeah. criticism, positive uh -huh. feedback, negative. Uh, like if something we do, if we said something wrong, or we got to go back and change. They they're there to watch, but um, the funny thing is we all work for free. You know, right. we don't we can't, we don't have any money. Yeah, and of that's course. not. And that was the the number one thing of our podcast is to go. Hey, this is free. Like to be a good human being, like you said earlier, is free. To influence someone is free. To 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 lift someone else up, it's free. And what's funny is when you do that, the 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 payment that you get back of just changing someone's life by just doing something like encouraging them. Yeah. Dude, it's there's no there's money. Money can't buy that, dude. Money no. cannot buy that. Yeah, I agree. I um, that podcast you were talking about earlier with Ben, the first episode I had, <clears throat> I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know like, I was so nervous. Yeah, I get nervous before every podcast, but yeah, um, it was great. It was like one of my favorite ones. And um, this girl that I know from uh, back in high school, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't talked to her in years been years yeah. she, she reached out and she said hey i heard your episode of your podcast that's cool i've actually incorporated uh, some of that into my youth group that i teach on sundays i was like yeah. oh my gosh like i didn't even like i didn't make a dime off of this but that was worth more than anything i could have ever made in my life heck yeah it was it's amazing man yeah. influence man that ripple effect yeah man i'm trying to i'm trying to make millions <laughs> yeah that's that's one thing about adina i'll tell you adina <laughs> adina's always saying hey we're gonna have a private jet and i'm like okay it's like you can handle the finances yeah i'm not gonna do any of that so yeah, yeah. That, that's a mindset i have to keep myself into like it's not that hard for me i don't really care about making the money mm -hmm. of course it'd be nice but like 
I know that once my mind gets to that and that's like what I'm chasing, I it's not going to be good for me. Yeah. This, this thing will shut well, down quick, man. I'll or be the selling people all around you, right? Yeah. They're probably going to be like, hey, he's gotten, he's a, he's a big head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they already say that, but no. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that um, just remembering who you are is vital when you start things like that. And I think, I think there's a fine line and what Jocko calls it is dichotomy, right? A balance mm-hmm. is to know your value so that when you work with people, you got to know your value and then not to say that I'm too expensive and you, you're into all the luxury things, man. I, I, uh, I'm just like, you know what? I, I just want to be us. And yes, we got to charge people and yes, we got to make money. Um, but, uh, know your worth man and i think identity is i mean we talked about that on the i know you and i talked about a a podcast we did which was leading when you're not in charge and when Mm -hmm. you're when you're not when you're not in charge but you're leading or your lack of leadership or your lack of belief that you're a leader is because your identity right and so in anything that we do if we have a false identity of who we are it's gonna show and people can either smell that from a mile away and they're gonna go hey i'm just gonna step over this person right and you can't be too prideful because people go hey he's too arrogant mm-hmm. but you got to know your value to go i carry influence with the people i'm around yeah and so yeah Ad- identity uh i mean that's big in in the world because people struggle with that right but if we can help people find their identity again that's why i say you're made for more so that's awesome man yeah it's awesome now it uh your your company yeah. name goes full it circle ties, yeah every exactly. time with everything that's yes. awesome yeah so um what you said something about you worked for two large shoe corporations. Yeah, man, I have about a. Uh, you have a shoe embarrassed collection. Embarrassed to say this, but probably about, I'd say about eighty. I mean, that's not even a lot compared to like sneakerheads, but probably about eighty pairs of shoes, <laughs> couple couple pairs of boots that uh, that I'm I'm proud of. But like, uh, and when I say boots, I mean like Origin Main again. Jocko. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because they're. They were made in America, like from yeah. the leather, the mm-hmm. soles, the, the the laces. Everything was made in America, and that's why I like it because I want to support these small businesses that are doing these things. And so, anyways, yeah, shoes, man. I uh, um, I got to meet quite a bit of people in the shoe industry, um, and um, I don't even. I mean, I can say who I worked for. I, worked, I mean, I worked for Nike. I worked for Finish Line, and those two companies worked. They were they were on the up in the in the early two thousands, and so. Um, and some of the some of the perks that you get, you get a bunch of free shoes. <laughs> um, we got to meet, uh, you know, I got to meet Tone Lope, Jada Kiss. Oh wow, uh, Frank Frank Caliendo, he's a comedian. Oh yeah, um, he's I got impressionist. Yeah, though. awesome yeah. dude. Uh, I got to meet um, a lot of uh, Rick Flair was down. So oh, dude, what? we were yeah, we were at so Indianapolis is where the headquarters is for Finish Line. And they, if you're a trainer for the company, which means you train people to go take their own store. So I was a trainer for them, um, flew into Indianapolis. They pick you up and they take you to your hotel, uh, man, Nike, I'm telling you, you're working for finish line. So you have every shoe industry and they pay for everything. Like all you do is wear a lanyard. You walk in, you show them everything's paid for. So we were, uh, I'd come down the elevator and the Pacers, the Pacers were playing the nets. Um, and the reason I remember this is because our hotel was all, uh, rented out, uh, the Marriott, um, and, um, it's downtown Indianapolis and the Nets were playing that night. And so when we got back to our hotel and we saw Jason Kidd, Vince Young, oh they all gosh. get in the elevator and these guys, they all have their head, you know, back in the day it was, uh, you know, everybody had their beats on and I don't even know if beats were around. They just had head headphones on and they had these like CD Walkmans at the time. That's what it was. 
it's so, I mean, it was probably like, that's funny. I'd say 15 years ago. But anyways, they get in the elevator. You're not allowed to get on. They go up to their room. But they, we heard a, like a ruckus in the uh, hotel uh, bar. And we just heard people yelling. So we go in there. We're like, what's going on? And you see like, I, for me, I see this like flash of white hair. And I'm like, okay, no way. And so we get closer and closer. And he's it's Ric Flair, bro. Wow. And we're like, that's Ric Flair. And, you know, I mean, he's buying drinks for everybody and just going crazy. <laughs> and he's yelling. <laughs> Um, that is so cool. So, yeah, man. And then Woo. I think exactly. <laughs> That's and so, so funny, uh, I think finish line, man, they did a really good job taking care of their managers. I got to meet um, the Black Widow. She's a pool player. Black okay. Widow. She, and then um, uh, Chris Moneymaker, he he won the very first uh, poker. Um, Dang. No, whatever, no limit poker thing that they used to play on ESPN. We got to play against him. And if you beat them, you got like a free trip. Um yeah, man, we got to meet some some pretty cool people. Uh, uh, Coach Calahari, uh, not Calahari, <laughs> Coach uh, Calipari. Coach K. He, yeah, yeah, bro. He was to this day like uh, I'd say sports motivational speakers. To this day, he's probably the best person I've ever heard speak. And he was a coach. I mean, he was at Tennessee at the time. Or no, he was at Memphis at the time, not Tennessee. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. So he was at Memphis. Had just gotten, and everybody was like, "Who is this guy?" And he he spoke with such passion and who he was um, at the time, which is probably like 15, 16 years ago. Man, amazing speaker, amazing motivator as well. So he's a pretty cool guy. Wonders teams always win. Yeah, right. And I'm just telling you. And and the other the coolest part about working for Finish Line was there was a year that we went to Disney World. So when Disney World would shut down, they'd open up for us. And wow. dude. Universal Studios, they all did that. It was the year of the Olympics, and so like we had, oh, and, and we got to meet Warren Sapp. Um, okay, I mean, we met a lot of famous people that I say famous, like famous athletes. Yeah, um, got a lot of free stuff. I think the coolest thing was walking in our hotel room and just the the shoe boxes waiting on your bed. Oh my god, watches and Nike gear and and Adidas and Reebok. So, dude, I'm all that to say, yeah, I have a lot of shoes. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. That's awesome, man. Um, I've heard Jocko talk about his his company, the Origin. It's called Origin Main. Origin Main, yeah. Origin Main. Um, is they're pretty good boots, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I bought the first edition that came out. It was probably like three hundred bucks. My wife was freaking out, going, "What are we gonna? Why are you gonna buy them?" And one, it was because I wanted to support that company, right? Right. But the product just keeps getting better. Um, I mean, again, every what do they say? They say it's uh, from dirt to shirt. So everything in the U.S. is made. It's made here. And for me, the biggest thing that I've been like supporting is their supplement game. Like their their energy drinks are uh, all natural, no sugar. It's keto friendly, and the only thing they have in there, obviously, is caffeine. It's ninety five grams, which is like a cup of coffee. Um, but uh, it's cool to see that it's all natural, and and people say that all the time. But when you when you go on, you see he's releasing greens, he's releasing his um, supplements like. Uh, Mulk. Yeah, mulk is we have that. My wife is a big fan of the, the mulk. Um, I just and then, finished a tub of that. Really? Yeah. What we we like strawberry slayers. I, what it's called? I only had pumpkin. Really? It was okay. I've never had it. It was um, not as much flavor as you yeah. think. But yeah, my wife likes the it's vanilla vanilla gorilla. She likes that, and so like joint warfare and those things. When we we use them because yeah. it works, and for me, it's going. We're helping a company in the United States where literally they're. They're sewing boots together, mm -hmm. and it's bringing back time. You know, bringing back life into that town. 
So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's I really appreciate that he's doing that. Yeah, it's, I think we need. I mean, in the culture right now, right when things right. are shut down, let's go back to the way things were back in the day, if we can. I mean, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but invest in people mm-hmm. and invest in your product. It's um, it's funny to think about that though. Like, of course, it's more expensive when you're paying like, like you know, next to nothing. <laughs> yeah, for, it just makes sense. But um, what was I going to say, man? You're talking about the boots. You're talking about the drug. Oh, what's your? Do you uh? You have a specific workout routine you do, or? Um, so I was a coach for a while, man. I coached the. F- I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning every day for. You do? I did for about oh, man. two and a half years. Yeah. Now I push that back to about five, but four, oh, it so was four and four o'clock every. Sleep in now, huh? For two years, yeah. So I would coach a five o'clock class and six o'clock class, but it, before they got there, I would sometimes work out. So, um, really, it's just that for me, um, you know, uh in the morning every it's two miles every morning regardless two miles every morning um and then in the evening uh it's either a hit routine 45 minute 35 minute hit like four stations with two workouts 35 seconds and i just want i don't i don't like a lot of weight either pull-ups or a cardio whatever i just want to stay in shape Mm -hmm. and um so really dude i just i just enjoy being active like i need to keep my body moving um one like the underlining theme that I try to tell people as a coach is to go, Hey, I'm doing this for my daughters. Like I don't want to be at a place where I can't invest in my kids yeah. or go somewhere. Um, and sure you're going to have injuries, but dude, I think uh, for me, it's just staying active. And what I love teaching people is like, so when I coached, not everybody was in shape, not everybody's in their twenties. It was me. And I had people were 50, 60 years old, but they were just going, I want to move. Like I have to move. I have to move like uh, my body, have my body in motion. And so I would tell them, hey, you don't need to work. You don't need to uh, walk a mile. Just walk half a mile or walk a quarter away from your house and walk back. You just walked half a mile. If you do that every day, I mean, for the whole year, think about it. You walked longer than you have last year. Just start moving and it's going to add up. It's that compound um, interest like money, but it's compound interest in your body and however. So Yeah. Um, that's another, you? that's another, yeah, I, I work out. Um, I got into it pretty hard after I used to play basketball in high school. That was my thing. And then, um, after I didn't progress in that, I went to college and I just started working out and yeah, been in the working out game ever since. And <clears throat> last year during COVID tried to train for a marathon, Yeah, got up to the 20 mile point And then, um, Obviously, the marathon got canceled. I don't oh, know why. I don't man. know why we didn't think about that when we signed up and paid for it. <laughs> we paid for it like right when yeah. stuff started to shut down because we couldn't yeah. go to the gym. And um, anyway, so that was interesting. Um, but that's, now, now that's it's pretty legit, dude. I it's, mean, a marathon wild. is not. It's not easy. It's not easy. It hurts a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of mental though. Yeah, that's like that was my favorite part about it. Is I remember running. Um, I ran with my my buddy Daniel. And then our buddy Adrian. Adrian was a, he's done all sorts of endurance mm-hmm. races, triathlons, not full. I think he's done up to a half triathlon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done like seven marathons, a lot nice. of stuff. That's his thing. Yeah. And um, we would do, you know, this five mile lap in Marble Falls. And um, I would stop at the fourth because the fifth mile, you had to like almost go back. Mm-hmm. They added it, yeah. it wasn't like actually uh-huh. part of the track. So I was like, no, I'm just going to do the lap. And then eventually I was like, oh, all right, they're doing it. I got to start doing it. And then yeah. like the little, the little <laughs> mental hills you climb, the battles you win, yep. they add up, man. And then, so when you get to those like upper, like half marathons, like 15, 16, they're still yep. tough, but, um, you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, my body feels fine. 
Yeah. Now let's just think, let's just think about whatever. And you yeah. get a, yeah, you get in that flow. That's good. But, uh, now I just do like, you know, push, pull. Yeah. Splits. That's cool. Push, pull legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not training for anything specific right now. Maybe that marathon got canceled in December. I'm thinking about doing it in December this year. Cause it, they re like they push it back. Yeah. So I have a token to Ho- go. Hopefully, hopefully it'll, everything will stay good to go. Yeah. 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 Um, Mario, one last thing I want to ask you about, man, was you, you just touched on it a little bit, but consistency mm-hmm. in, in your profession and, um, just in your life, man. Yeah. How has consistency played a role in, in, and what would you tell <laughs> others about consistency? Yeah, I would say that. So on our podcast, when they interview, so Dina interviewed me, she said, what would you put on a billboard? Right. And I just said, it, it's, it's comes from Jocko. I'm saying he's my mentor. Right. So I said, discipline equals freedom. Right. Um, which is if I'm disciplined and showing up being consistent, then the outcome of what is going to happen is going to be a compound interest of just a snowball effect. So if I wake up at five o'clock every morning for the next three years and I run two miles, you can do the math 365 days times whatever two for three years. That's where I'm going to end up, but it doesn't, it's not easy, right? It's not going to be easy, but the why behind my consistency is what's important, which is my daughters, which is my family, which is my health. So if in the morning when my freaking alarm goes off and I go, I don't want to do this. The why has to kick in and go, remember why you're doing it. Right. Is, is your sleep more important than your daughter's? No. Is your sleep more important than your health? No. Is your, and sometimes I get it. I get it. You got to rest, right? Rest days, whatever. Right. But for me, I'm going anything that I do consistently, um, my relationships, do, am I showing up for them consistently? Because when I need them, is, is it all about me? No, I got to consistently show up for those guys and those, and those girls to go, I want to invest in your life. I have to be consistent because if I'm not inconsistency can lead to complacency and complacency can lead to being lazy and lazy can go to lead, just lead to going, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. And when you get there, it, it happens little by little. So I think you build that, that you build whatever you're building brick by brick. Right. And so if it's complacency before you know it, you're in a house that you've built and you're going crap and it doesn't, it won't come down one. It comes down one brick at a time. Right. Yeah. Which means if I've been complacent and inconsistent for five years, it's going to take a long time to take that down, but it also is building a better one at the same time. So as you're taking one brick from one foundation, you're putting it on the other, you're going, okay, I'm no longer complacent and I'm being consistent. So it's going, you're just transferring the bricks, but you got to remember that one, you know, you got to rest sometimes, but, and I don't, I, and I think one of the, the, the controversial things that I've said that I'm trying to help people understand is accountability mm-hmm. is good for myself. When I, when, if I, if I said, Aaron, I need you to keep me accountable right there. I've already gone. I'm, I'm asking you to help me show up. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I got to keep myself accountable and I'm going to ask Aaron to go with me. And if he wants to go run, we're going to run. But if you're not cool, yeah. but I got to keep myself accountable. I can't look for anyone else to keep me accountable because extreme ownership says it's, me discipline equals freedom mean is is going when i show up the freedom is going to come later on in life when i can move and i'm 60 70 years old hopefully um but again consistency i believe helps your relationships people knowing that you're going to show up you can keep your word um consistency again in your in your in your habits going uh you know i'm not a machine and i don't just stick to one thing but i'm there's some things that i go i'm consistent with this so you know the output that you're going to get from me. Right. Um, 
again, finances, relational things, uh, yeah. just little things like that. Being consistent, man, is is vital, I right. think, because that's how habits are built. Once you build habits, you're, you know, I, what, what did I, I oh, we're going to launch a podcast next week, and the thing that I've always told students is, you know, first you pick your habits, and then your, or first you build your habits, and then your habits build you because you continue to build those things and then they're going to build you and you're going to go, how did I get here? Right. It's your habits. It's consistency. Yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. I'm, I'm a huge, um, what is it? Proponent. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, of consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, and that hasn't always been a thing in my life. I remember like middle school. Yeah. Um, you know, just lazy. Yeah. High school played ball almost every day. Got way better. You know, you see, you see the dividends being paid, when you're consistent and mm-hmm. it's not the next day, it might not even be the next week, but when you look back, it's, it's yeah. there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of the easiest things to, to say, mm-hmm. one of the hardest things to do. Right. Cause you have your moments when your alarm goes off and you're like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Like maybe not today, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. And then that, that also that compounds, you know, into your day, just the yeah. rest of the day is like, oh, I should have ran, man. Now it's going to be, I'm going to have a bad day at work. I'm going to have, you know, I'm probably going to eat worse yeah. than I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, consistency is, is huge. Yeah. Cause, cause once you, once you start saying that, Oh, tomorrow, well then tomorrow comes and you start to bargain with yourself and you go, yes, well it's Tuesday. So why don't I just start on a Monday? Cause it's going to start a fresh week. Well then you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're like Monday's coming. And then you get to there and you're like, well, I don't know if I really want to anymore. Right. And you, you've, you've, you've already, you've already, been consistent making excuses exactly yeah. yeah my dad needs to hear that man he always says <laughs> he always says i'm gonna start the diet on monday like i'm like dude it's wednesday yeah yeah the yeah. hardest part is starting man exactly yeah. that's that's one of the things i said whenever i started this podcast yep was i'm gonna be consistent with it i yep. think i've missed three weeks yeah. and that's because i've been out of state or out, yeah. of, out of town um and even when i don't have a guest I'm yeah Although I don't want to do it, I'll do a solo episode yeah, just yeah, to release one because I know yeah. the the one time I say, "Oh no, I'll do it next week." It's gonna that's gonna compound yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, and uh, that's I've good, man. Seen dividends paying already, so that's good. Getting just better and content out exactly. Yeah, man, that's awesome, bro. I I really appreciate you coming and making the time out of your schedule for this, man. I know yeah, you're dude. busy. It's it's a blast, man. I love this. I just I just again. I appreciate people that are trying to push people to be better and to uh, just invest in themselves and invest in other people. And, um, man, anytime, I appreciate you having me on, bro. Yes, sir, man. I need to get one of those shirts. I'll get, yeah, you we gotta, need to. You got to oh. shop online? Yeah, yeah man. Shout out you, yourself. Yeah, man. If you can go to uh, madeformoreconsulting.com. So Made for More is the number four, M-A-D-E-4, yeah. more, consulting.com. So madeformoreconsulting.com, you can you can – Check out our podcast from there. You can check out our merch, which we have a hat. We have two shirts. Um, any kind of support helps. You know, I mean, all that money goes to building the podcast and exactly. all the stuff that we do. I mean, you know, so uh, hats, shirts, and really follow it there. You can also follow us on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And we're just constantly trying to put um, that message out of motivate, inspire, and encourage yeah. because that's what we're here to do. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Made for more consulting.com, man. Awesome, man. I'm going to tag you in the post I make on this and uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I'll tag all that stuff. Cool. Awesome. I appreciate you, man. Right, thank Thanks you very much. Me. Yes, yep. sir. Bye, everybody.